0: Hi, I'm Jessie, your host of the Jessie Williams podcast. I'm a personal trainer and women's online health coach, bringing you all things health, wellness, money, mindset, and just life in general. If you want to learn, love, and uplevel level your life, this is a podcast for you. Each episode, will talk habits, tips, tricks, and big ideas to nourish your mind and inspire you to create your dream life by design. Let's dive in. Hello guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Jessie Williams podcast. I'm so excited to be jumping on today. I'm gonna make it short but sweet, and we are talking all things motivation. We are gonna be chatting about the motivation failure loop and why you find yourself riding these highs and wanting to achieve all of these goals, feeling so inspired and having all of this energy And then it comes crashing down and you either give up or you stop focusing on the goal and you ride the low and then you start again. So it's this loop of motivation, failing on the goal you set out to accomplish and then getting the motivation to start again and repeat. So I wanted to have a little chat about what motivation actually is. And in my mind, motivation is almost like a increase in energy that you want to put towards a particular goal because your conscious mind is seeing its potential this is why when we go from something that's in our subconscious patterning our conscious mind our our conscious knowing our higher self can see the potential that we have to achieve something and the motivation is the drive to become that or achieve that thing There's a beautiful definition available online as well that I found, um, and it's probably one of my favorites, and it describes motivation as the process that initiates, guides, and maintains goal-oriented behaviors, which I think is really, really powerful. But what I want you guys to really take away from today is this deep understanding that motivation can actually conflict with things such as safety, uh, social acceptance, security, and things like that. So there is this piece of just getting really curious about whether the goal you're trying to achieve, you actually feel comfortable receiving that. So for example, something that I can see if we go really deep for a second is say a woman who wants to lose weight and she tries and tries and tries, but she always quote unquote self-sabotages. My clients will know that I hate the word self-sabotage. You guys have probably heard me even say that I prefer the word self-protecting. But for the sake of this, let's use the word self-sabotage. So you say that you want to lose weight and you set out to do it and then you self-sabotage. What I would invite you to look at is, and something that I would dive into with clients is, do you actually feel safe losing that weight? And if we go through a lot of stuff from their past whether it be traumas conditioning experiences and so forth what we might actually find is that they don't feel safe losing that weight and that can come down to when they were younger you know they always got called skinny bitch or they had their friends make them feel shitty about being thinner and so they actually felt like their friends didn't like them being thin and were always judging them and so as they put on weight they found that they were more easily accepted it can also be um women who have even like being through things such as like assault and stuff like that, they don't feel safe losing weight because they don't feel safe to be seen. They almost don't want to have their body attracting the male gaze. So there can be so many like conditionings that you can like want this goal, but do you actually feel safe having the goal? And the same thing can be applied to anything, whether it be money is like you say that you want to earn more money and stuff like that. But do you actually feel safe earning that money or do you actually have a money mindset or underlying beliefs where you think that having money makes you greedy or rich people are evil or whatever the belief is? So really checking yourself. If you keep trying to achieve something and you're not achieving it, one piece of that could be Do you feel safe on a subconscious level? Not a conscious level, because on a conscious level, you will always feel safe. But on a subconscious level, do you actually feel safe to have and hold that thing that you say that you want? But the second piece and the piece that I'm really wanting to dive into further today is the safety piece. And this is about you actually knowing how your mind and your body works, how your ego works, what your ego craves, what your brain is designed to do and how it's designed to keep you staying the same. And it's really interesting because so often our conscious mind can feel so motivated and we can think Consciously, I really want this and I know this is possible, and that would feel so good. And I would be happy if I had that, and life would be better if I got there, or I would feel so accomplished. But your body isn't built for alignment. Your body isn't built for pleasure, joy, fulfillment. It's not built for like going above and beyond. It's not built for like living in alignment with your higher self. Your body is built for survival you're a human being, right? And yes, we have a soul and we have a conscious awareness and we have free will and all of this stuff. But at the end of the day, we also have a body and a brain and a system just like animals that are built to survive, built to survive or reproduce or whatever it is. Survival comes first for the body. And so it's much more concerned with safety. So if we keep that in mind in that your body is not Built for alignment and fulfillment, and it's actually built for safety and survival, then it makes sense that your body's gonna wanna do whatever is more likely to help it stay safe or survive. And what's gonna keep it safe or help it survive is things that it knows are familiar, because whatever is familiar, it knows the outcome of, or it thinks it knows the outcome of, because it's done it time and time and time again. And so it says, I've done this so many times, and I know what the outcome is. And the outcome every single time is me living another day. And so that feels really good. And I want to stay there because I know I have expectations and I have um, certainty. It's that certainty piece, right? So what I want you to understand is motivation is the high. Motivation is, as I said at the start, your conscious mind seeing its potential and then the desire or the driving force to want to achieve that potential through goals, accomplishment. But when the motivation wears off, which it will, because that's inevitable and we know that we can't stay there, what you're left with is all of the desires without the energy and the inspiration anymore. And what's even greater than that is we're left with the ego and the storytelling of why it's not going to work out or why we should stop or why we shouldn't do it. So you give up because it gets hard, it gets uncomfortable, and above all, it feels unfamiliar, which feels unsafe. Not for your conscious mind, for your subconscious patterning and for your physical body. So this is the stuff where we need to be really aware. We need to bring what your subconscious is trying to put out and be aware of it, and we need to be greater than our mind, because your ego is your identity, it's your sense of self, and it's also your protective mechanism, it's what you have to help you cope, and the ego loves to tell stories, and often the ego loves to tell stories which are quite negative, but the reason being is scanning for negative is more likely to help you survive than scanning for the positive. I'll explain what I mean by that scanning for pleasure or joy isn't necessarily going to help you survive it's just going to add value but scanning for negatives such as danger or the possibility of rejection or failure or death that's going to help you survive so your brain is designed to scan naturally by default your brain is designed to scan for more of the negatives than it is for more of the positives Because the positives don't lead to survival, but uh, avoiding the negatives does. So you need to be greater than your mind and decide every single day and every single moment that you want to give up because it's hard or uncomfortable or your ego is telling you there's no point to this. I don't actually even want this. Why did I even start? This is pointless. It's not going to go anywhere. I'll just do it later. I'll try again on Monday. Whatever the story is, you need to be consciously aware that your brain is designed to spin that story. Your brain is designed to tell you these narratives to keep you safe. Because when you set out on achieving a goal and you're going through change, change feels unfamiliar for the body and that doesn't feel safe. And so your bre- your your body and your mind are going to want to do whatever it can to bring you back to homeostasis. It's going to want to bring you back to your base body weight, your temperature, um you know, your beliefs, your patterning. It wants to stay in its little bubble. And so if you want to change, you have to be aware of the thoughts and the stories you tell yourself because there will be thoughts and stories. You can't avoid that. The secret to people's success And those people that you see that are so incredibly motivated, the secret is they're not motivated all of the time. They're just greater than their mind. They're greater than the stories. And they're able to differentiate what stories are my patterning, which is designed to keep me safe, and what's a more aligned story that I choose to believe instead. And that more aligned story will always be whatever the story is that leads most to joy, pleasure, fulfillment, and accomplishment. So I want you to understand that if you set out to achieve a goal and you start questioning yourself or you fuck up because guess what, fuck ups are inevitable. And you tell yourself more stories about that fuck up, like you're using that as evidence, or so you say, you're using that fuck up as evidence as why you can't do it. And so we build more evidence that it's not possible and then we when we build that more evidence that it wasn't possible we now create a larger story in our head of I always fail at things I can't accomplish things and then we go out and we decide to achieve something and then we have a slip up and again boom another slip up I knew it I always fail at things and now the story gets bigger and we just keep building and piling on all of these narratives until we have a gigantic story and deep, deeply embedded belief that we always fail at things. And so we have more evidence of why we shouldn't even try. And the cycle just continues and continues until you're able to begin building a new cycle, which is when you come to a point where you fuck up Rather than saying I'm going to use this as evidence of why I always fail and I shouldn't have tried, I just fucked up because I'm human and my patterning overrode me in that moment and my ego wanted to keep me safe and it wanted to self-protect me. It wanted me to go back to old habits and behaviors. Thank you body for doing your job because that's its job. Thank you for doing that job, but that's no longer serving me anymore and I'm choosing to show back up and choose a new thought instead and then continuing to show up with the new thought or the behavior. So this is the difference between a growth or a fixed mindset is like failure is like the end. Full stop, done, we're out. Everything's yes, no, dangerous, safe, black, white, should, shouldn't. Whereas a growth mindset doesn't see failure as an ending, but it's like, oh, how can I overcome this? How can I make sure I do it differently next time? How can I make sure this doesn't happen again? It's, it's a question. It's asking the questions. It's like no matter the obstacle, no matter what comes up, it's forever asking a new question. It's forever looking to problem solve. That is the difference. A fixed mindset is looking for a reason. A growth mindset is looking to solve a problem understanding that if you hit a point where you stuff up it's really important that you come with love and compassion for yourself and don't judge yourself because as I said your body did its job it's what it's designed to do it's designed to make you stuff up so that you go back to old ways but you need to be able to be aware of that and see it and be greater than it in order to change and actually achieve what you want to achieve when you are riding that high of motivation, the first thing you need is self-awareness. You just need to be aware of your thoughts. You just need to know that your thoughts are going to occasionally be negative and they are going to try and convince you that you don't need to cook dinner and you should just opt for takeaway. Or it is going to tell you that there's no point in starting your business or you may as well close it down. Or it's going to tell you that there is no point having the difficult conversation with your friend or a partner and coming to. A mutual resolution it's like you may as well just like let them go whatever it is the stories are going to come up to help you get to either a the easy way out or b whatever is most familiar and is going to keep you safe the second thing as i said is knowing that if you do stuff up just coming with observation not judgment so just seeing yourself in where you're at and how you showed up in that moment and having love and compassion for yourself and choosing to show up again The third thing is like make it easy when you ride a high of motivation. Often you like come in guns blazing and you have so much energy and you want to change a hundred things at one time. But rather than changing a hundred things and making it feel really, really complicated, just allowing yourself to just pick small, easy things and making it easy as possible. So just doing whatever feels most urgent and immediate and supportive and then building on those building blocks. Because the more things you throw yourself at once, the more unfamiliar it's going to feel for your body. Whereas if you can just bring in one thing, I'm going to start going for daily walks. You're much more likely to stick with it and until it becomes a habit. And then now you're a person who goes for a daily walk. And now I'm going to be a person who drinks two liters, two liters of water a day. And then you build on the habit of drinking two liters of water a day. And now you're a person who goes for a daily walk and drinks two liters of water. And now I'm going to bring in a daily journaling practice. So it's about taking it easy and taking it slow and this is the interesting piece that I want to highlight is motivation the feeling of motivation is like excitable it's like a kid in a candy store it just wants everything and it wants it now and it sees its potential and it knows what's available for it and it wants to implement all these things at once which is beautiful and that is your potential. But unfortunately, sometimes we want it so much faster than what's realistic or practical. And so being able to catch yourself in these motivation highs and just see yourself and be like, okay, I can feel that I'm really motivated right now, but rather than like letting it carry me and just doing anything and everything and throwing all my energy in why I'm riding the wave, I'm going to like ground myself into knowing what I want, knowing that I'm seeing my potential, and then just picking a couple of things to implement first. And that's really hard. That's really, really, really hard to do, but you're going to be so much more likely to sustain it because again, it's not going to be as disruptive to your body or your nervous system. It's not going to make your nervous system as dysregulated. That's it. Make it easy. Pull it back. Let it be simple. And I know you're going to want to like do all of these things, but catch yourself in that and just start easy and small. And then the final piece is repetition because we have something and I've spoken about this in previous podcast episodes as well is like neuroplasticity, which basically means that we have the ability to change, alter and build new neural pathways in the brain. And whatever our current pathways are, are what feels safe and familiar because we're built on them. So they're what our body wants to go back to, whether it's like a thought process, an action, a habit, a behavior. But if you start doing new behaviors long enough or frequent enough, I should say, you begin building a new neural pathway. And then eventually you will build a new neural pathway for the new thought process and the new habit and behavior. And eventually that will become your normal. Normal, which means then that you are eventually going to feel more comfortable and more safe doing that positive action than not because that's now your normal that's now your baseline and we know that the body wants to stay in what's familiar and this is why often when you see um, those people again I'm going to use the example of when you see people who are really motivated and stuff like that and I explain that they're not always motivated the thing is is that even when they're not motivated. It's easier for them to do the thing than it is for you. And the reason it's easier for them to do the thing is because they went through that period of pushing through the discomfort, being greater than their mind. And now whether it's eating good food, drinking two liters of water, going to the gym, setting aside time to work on their side hustle, whatever it is, like love, money, career, health they push through that and now those positive actions that they did time and time and time and time again even when they didn't want to is now their patterning and so they might go through let's use the example of the gym they might have a day where they wake up and they're like i really can't be fucked but on a scale of one to ten the energy it takes them to just get up and go anyway even though they're not feeling it is a three out of a ten because they've done it so many times, and it's it's almost easy, and becomes automated. It's easy for their body to just like walk into their, uh, walk up to their wardrobe, get changed, grab their keys, bottle of water, and drive. They don't have to give it as much thought. Because the thing is, habits are things we have done so frequently that they become automated, and what is automated becomes easy, and what is easy requires a very little amount of energy. So this person who went through that experience of like being greater than their mind and doing the stuff over and over and over has now built a positive habit and positive habits, even when you're not motivated, they're still easier to do. When you are in a position of setting out on something new and creating a new habit or making change, that is not automated yet. It's new. It's very, very manual. It's very, very conscious. And what is manual or what is a conscious decision requires a lot of energy. And what requires a lot of energy is challenging. And so knowing that it is going to be quite taxing on you when you're going through a change or building new habits. And this is why I kind of like come back to don't do too many things at one time. Because it's going to take a lot of conscious effort to make that fucking meal when you want to get takeaway. It's going to take conscious effort to work on your business when you've already worked eight hours that day when you come home. It's going to take conscious effort to go to the gym when you really just want to crash on the couch. It's going to take a lot of energy. So if you try and change 50 things at once, it's too much, it's too taxing. No wonder you keep letting go and having to start over again. So just pick those few things, stick with the repetition, and eventually that thing that feels hard and draining and like a chore and is taking so much energy from you, I promise you, scientifically, if you stick it out, it will get easier, it will become less taxing, it won't feel like a chore anymore, and even on the days when you're not motivated, it will be so much easier for you to rely on your patterns, conditioning, and discipline. So I hope you got some stuff out of this episode today. And just to kind of like wrap it up is knowing there's really, really two things. If you are someone who is forever trying to achieve something and you keep quote unquote failing, the things I would check is A, do you actually feel safe getting what you want on a subconscious level? Because of course your conscious mind does. Do you feel safe receiving or having what you say you want on a subconscious level or do you have underlying traumas, limiting beliefs or blockages, which is stopping you from, from achieving it or sabotaging? And then the second piece is knowing that your body and your brain are designed to keep you safe and is gonna do everything in its power, everything in its power to keep you staying the same and that you need to be greater than that. The third piece is keep it simple a couple of things at a time even though that's not as exciting it's nowhere near as exciting to say I'm I'm on a journey to drink more water than it is to be like I'm going on a health kick and I'm changing everything right that's not as it's not as exciting but fuck exciting like who cares about exciting if it's not sustainable and you're just going to give up in a week who cares I would rather do something less exciting and know without a doubt in my body that I'm going to stick with it. And then I'll be able to build the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. And then in 12 months, you'll actually be where you want to be. So just catching yourself in, making sure that you're not like riding the motivation high and doing all of these things, being practical and logical, being greater than your mind and sticking with the repetition. And then the last piece is it won't always feel this hard. It won't always feel this hard, but you have to stick with it short term to get to the long term. And this is where it's about short term sacrifice for long term gratification. That is all for me today. As I said, I wanted to keep it short and sweet. Now you know that it's not you. It's not you. You're not a failure. You don't suck at going after new goals. You're not a unmotivated or an undisciplined person. You're just a human being with a body and a brain that's designed to keep you safe. Now go out. Have a think about what you can do, how you can be greater than your mind and what you can do small and simple to start getting you closer to your higher self.